the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back, dear friends. This is the Battle for 1600 with me, your co-host, Sebastian Gorka, former strategist to the 45th President of the United States, an individual who is increasingly worried that we have lost the Baron forever because he's had enough with the swamp. Baron, are you going to leave us here to rot in this fetid, festering cesspool? I have breaking news. <laughs> I have breaking news. Let's do it. Let's hear it. Earth shattering. Okay? Not next week, but the week after. I will be making a baronial appearance. Carriage? Uh, We're carriage? Carriage. Five horses. Cloak? Five. Yes. Absolutely. In the in, swamp? In the swamp. In the studio. Oh, my gosh. Can't wait. Can't wait. That means we may have to have not just text messages between us of which cigars we are smoking of an evening, but we may actually have an opportunity to smoke them together. What a crazy idea. What a crazy, wonderful idea. And then come (laughs) September, I shall be making my permanent residence again in the swamp. Ah, he is moving the baronial estate back to the nation's capital. Can't wait to see. Good news. The energy is always so special when he is in studio. He's Boris Epstein, the Baron. Follow him, Boris EP, on Twitter. Also on Getter. And also the Boris underscore Epstein account on Instagram. So much to discuss. Got to pack it in today. Uh, Lots of stuff to talk about. We've got races that need to be discussed. Wisconsin, Michigan. But first things first, what is going on in California? And can they, can they stop my buddy, my colleague, Larry Elderbaron? So Larry Elder thinks he was absolutely ludicrous. They found some sort of, you know, technical reason to try to exclude him. He's obviously fighting it, and it's giving him more PR, more communication, more visibility, and I bet more more fundraising as well. So Larry Elder is a is a star. There's no doubt about it. A colleague of yours, a friend of mine, somebody who was major, major help to us in 2016 and 2020. So Larry Elder is somebody to definitely keep an eye on. That race is coming down to the wire, right? The recall date is, is September 14th, I believe. And it, 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 this, is, this is going to be a very tight election. I will tell you right now, if I had to guess... And I don't want to disappoint the listeners, but, you know, our job and the viewers, our job is not to give you happy talk. Our job is to give you reality. I think I think right now, 45 percent chance the recall happens because here's you, 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 you mean that, that he loses. You mean Newsom loses 45 percent chance. So here's how it works. Or, or that it happens There's at all. Two, 
Correct. There's two questions, right? Question one is recall or no. And then question two is who to replace. So I think as of now, the question of whether there's a recall is I'd give it a 45% chance. So a little more likely there's not than there is. But a lot of moving, a lot of moving places. Obviously, a lot of issues now, especially with California and LA County locking back down. That really hurts Gavin Newsom in California. You've got the wildfires coming, unfortunately, which Newsom was always terrible at dealing with. President Trump was right in his in his proposal how to deal with them in terms of you know having some controlled fires in the forest but of course you know president trump said it it's ludicrous and <laughs> everybody everybody has to get triggered so california undoubtedly want to keep an eye on that race is coming up and and again it will be it's it's one ballot so one ballot two questions to recall or not and then when and then when if if the first one is a yes then who to, who to replace? What you know, the Larry Elder thing is very interesting. What are you hearing since you are close with him? Uh, I I'm going to get him on the show either this week or next week for an ho- a whole hour. All I know is that as a, as a lawyer himself, the idea that he got caught up in some paper filing technicality is garbage, and the idea that the the uh, tax form request uh, he didn't comply with allegedly is something the state secretary says that the governor incumbent doesn't have to comply with means it's just a charade well just like you know the governor incumbent doesn't have the fundraising limits yes but those i mean california you know know, is becoming a banana republic here very quickly right it's a, it's a republic as it is, but quickly becoming a banana republic with their rules and how much they're favoring in, uh, incumbents. And, hey, let's be honest. If Larry Elder were a Democrat, they would say that this rule is racist. And <laughs> yes. It, and it, and it's and it's keeping out and it's keeping out a minority candidate. So you know, hey, what's good? What's good for the goose is good for the gander, right, my friend? Absolutely. Time to play hardball. And uh, Larry Elder has name recognition across the state. He's broad, broadcast all across the state. So I'm sure they are worried. And the acts by the Secretary of State and Newsom himself are uh, indices, are indicators of just how worried they are. Okay, this and again, is last last. Yes. 30 seconds on this. By them coming so hot at Larry Elder, they're saying that he's a force to be reckoned with. Right. So they're actually helping him out. So keep a close eye on that one. Again, the election is on September 14th. And uh, what you said is is absolutely true. The, the, the amount of noise that they are generating by trying to stop him also actually helps Larry. So keep on doing it, Gruesome Newsome. You're actually helping our buddy. Okay, this is the Battle for 1600. It is the new center, the D for your MAGA news. We've got to talk about 2024. We've got to talk about our old boss, President Trump. But first, latest updates. Yes, you've got to give us a review if you're listening. Spread the word. Uh, tell us what you um, are seeing in key races that our listeners across the nation need to know about, Boris. And also to, to the listeners, to the viewers, let us know. Tweet at us at you know, Messages yeah. on Getter. Let us know what races you want us to talk about. So Wisconsin, very interesting race in 2022. Ron Johnson, the Republican, has that seat. Now, he had said that he may not run for re-election, but now there's some talk that he's signaling that he would run. I want Ron Johnson to run for re-election. Strong MAGA senator there in Wisconsin. Wisconsin is a state that President Trump won in 2016, and I believe won in 2020 because only 20,000 votes separated President Trump and Joe Biden. They said Biden was ahead. But there's over 200,000 unlawful ballots that we know of 
in just Milwaukee and Dane counties in Wisconsin. So let's hope Ron Johnson wins or runs and wins that election there. Very, very important. Missouri, a lot of action and disclosure. I am helping Governor Eric Greitens in Missouri. A lot of action there. A lot more candidates are coming in. Vicki Hartzler, the congresswoman, has come, has come in. And then, you know, you've got uh, Eric Schmidt, the sitting attorney general. Then you, then you have... Um, uh, you've got Mark McCloskey, who's in. He's been so relevant, I even forgot his name. So, and some <laughs> others are, are are likely to come in. But the polling shows Governor Greitens up by a huge amount. And even there's there's going to be a story coming out in mainstream media shortly. Keep an eye out for it. That says that you know lays out the challenges to Greitens, but says even with all that, he is the unquestioned front runner in that race in Missouri. So that continues to hold. And, and Greitens went to Arizona, you know, was there at the audit, was also there. He, he toured the audit and also visited a key, board, a key border patrol position in Arizona as well. So Greitens has been doing the right things and, and relating to his MAGA base and the voters as a whole. So that's Missouri, Pennsylvania. Keep us. I am not involved in that race. Keep, keep a close eye on that. You got Sean Parnell, Jeff Bartos, Kathy Barnett, very interesting race in Pennsylvania and on the Republican side for Senate. And then whether Connor Lamb gets in or not will be very interesting for the Democrats. I think if Connor Lamb does get in, he will undoubtedly be a formidable candidate. So we have to make sure to put up a very, very, very strong Republican against them in Pennsylvania 2022 Senate. With regards to, to Michigan and with the Governor Greitens, who's been on the show several times, sure. and I think I actually endorsed him a while back before I uh, took on my, my position with Newsmax, is how much, uh, you, you know, you're, you're advising, you're, you're seeing what's happening on the ground, how much is the travesty of what the left and the Democrat Party and the, uh, you know, the, the perversion of the judicial system, how much of that story that he, what he suffered as governor uh, is being used or can be used to leverage a success for Eric? Or is that, is that for, for, the, for the residents, is that like old history? Well, it's very interesting that you said that. Very insightful, as always, from my good friend and White House colleague. In Missouri... Right. The people of Missouri know that Governor Greitens is their champion, that he was railroaded by Kim Gardner, the Soros funded prosecutor. Gardner lied over 50 times. She's been recommended to be disbarred for her actions. The, the, the investigator charged with seven felonies for his actions and in, in going after Governor Greitens. In Missouri, they know this. That is why the polling is coming out. I think the, latest, the, the last poll done was, or one of the last polls done was by President Trump's pollster, Tony Fabrizio, and it showed Greitens at 44 and the next guy at 11, right? So four times more. Uh, and so the people of Missouri know it. They know who Greitens is. And you know, no matter what, you know, Politico or Washington, others, what, what the swamp creatures write or say, it's the people of Missouri who matter in that race. And then they know that Greitens is their champion. He's a Navy SEAL. He's a Purple Heart recipient. And then he was railroaded and attacked, but he's gone through it and fought through it. Uh, just like, you know, all of us have who've been railroaded by the disgusting, pathetic, woke left. So it is, it is making a big difference. He recently had a really cool rally. And if you, you know, Eric's, Eric Greitens Twitter page, you'll see some video. He had a cool rally with Bernie Carrick. American here, Bernie Carrick, and the one and only Rudy Giuliani. You know, they were there with Jesse Jane Dove. So it was a it was a really fun rally with some fun videos out of it. So check that out. That's online, EricGrinds.com or uh, Eric Grinds' uh, Twitter. So this, what you're saying, is making a huge difference. And and the people of Missouri are supporting Eric Grinds, and they are fighting back against the woke oppression.
Yeah, it's so exciting. Um, he, he was a man grievously wronged. He has been vindicated sure. with that investigator getting seven felony charges. But it would be nice to see a, a national vindication for him by winning that Senate seat. We're talking to about Boris Epstein, my co-host, a former White House colleague, Boris EP on Twitter, on Getter, also on Instagram, Boris underscore Epstein. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is the battle. This is the... Battle for 1600 podcast, your MAGA depot for all information relating to America First. Boris, I want to play a little clip for you from a man who's in the news again and get you to respond. Eric, play cuts. Oh, yeah, we're going to take back the House in 18 months. I I, I really believe that's going to happen. And I think President Trump's going to run for reelection in 2024. I think he's going to be the next president of the United States. That was Jim Jordan, yes. who was just, just rejected. I don't know, under what authority by Pelosi oh. from that January 6th commission ranking member on the Judiciary Committee. We can talk about that as well. But uh, he said what I've been saying for months, especially after I saw President Trump in New York. It's what you've been intimating when Jim Jordan, such a seminal figure in America First, says... President Trump's running. Uh, can we take that to the bank, Boris? Come on. I'm banking it. I'm banking. <laughs> I'm excited about it. I'm hopeful about it. I'm confident and that President Trump, if he runs, he will absolutely be the 47th president of this country. President Trump is it continues to be the leader of America. Joe Biden is pathetic. His weak people are looking at President Trump for strength. They're getting that strength in his public statements, in his press releases, in his press conferences, and then they want him back. And that's why I'm confident you'll see him as the 47th president of the United States. All right. We we hope that's going to happen. I have more than 95% surety that he's going to run. I if he runs, well. he gets uh, the nomination. But, but the real issue, and we're seeing this, Jenna Ellis is going to be on my radio show in studio uh, later today. We're, we're seeing a burgeoning uh, fight between those who say, okay, it's time to look forward, forget about November, we've got an institution, the GOP is there, we've got to run with them. And those who are saying, no, we've got to fix everything, we've got to make sure it doesn't happen again. And the GOP establishment is as much of a problem as they were before America First and before MAGA. What is your sense? You, you've been in politics so long. Will there be a quote-unquote fix? Will there be an answer to this? Because this tension, I'm sorry, whether whether you, whichever side you're on, I'm on Jenna's side, I'm not impressed by what the establishment GOP did uh, uh, last November and beyond. Whichever side you're in, you have to have resolution to this issue. So what's your expectation? What are the possible scenarios? And how serious is this, Boris? Having some technical difficulties. We're asking the tough questions, the sensitive questions. Heard, so I, I They don't the, want I, Boris I heard, to answer. So did you hear the question? I did hear the question. Go Here's ahead. my answer. Okay. As you know, I have been you know humbly and proudly one of the key members of the three november movement right to you, to you were fight. on the ground fighting for yes. truth after the election right in arizona i was there less than 48 hours after election day right and i've been calling for these audits fighting for these audits 
I absolutely believe that until we get to the bottom of what happened on November 3rd, what happened in 2020, we cannot move forward. We need to get to the bottom of who won the election and how the Democrats stole it, and we have to prevent it from happening again. All of those things are key. We can't just say, oh, let's look forward to 2022. That's what Republicans have been doing for way too long, just saying, you know what, you stole it from us, have it, enjoy it. We cannot do that. We can't afford to do it because it allows the Democrats to continue their their evil ways. We cannot allow for that to happen. We've got to get to the bottom of, of 2020, have to have these audits all across the country, the freight train of audits that's going from Arizona to Pennsylvania to Georgia, then I think to Wisconsin and Michigan. We've got to get answers and we've got to get fixes. Okay, but you didn't answer my question. That's with regards to November, I agree. But between uh, establishment, GOP, and America First, what is the way forward? Because the tension is there, and you can't ignore it. It's not going to disappear by itself, Boris. Listen, I'm always America first. You know me, I'm MAGA, right? I'm MAGA through and through. I'm America first through and through. And I think, you know, I, I actually believe that you know, of course, you're going to have people who say the wrong thing, like that lawyer for the RNC. That was a you know, major mistake. And, 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 you know, that is somebody who's obviously not a part of the MAGA movement. I view the Republican Party as now having been fully, fully incorporated into the MAGA movement. Yes. You know, because keep in mind, President Trump, before he beat the Democrat establishment in 2016, he beat the Republican establishment, yeah. okay? So if anybody in the Republican establishment who doesn't want to come along, doesn't want to go along with the MAGA movement, well, good night and good luck. <laughs> Enjoy the Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger treatment because this is the MAGA Republican Party. All right, that's the title for this podcast. The GOP is MAGA now. He's Boris. He's going to be here with his baronial estate for two episodes. Hang on here in two episodes. So it's time. I'm Sebastian Gorka. You've been listening to the Battle for 1600.